Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Again, being recorded in the beautiful Hampton and Suites, Fairfield, New Jersey. Tonight, just some updates on travel news. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. And like I said in the intro, I am back in Fairfield, New Jersey, at one of my new favorite hotels, the Hampton Inn, which is connected to Calandro's Mediterranean Grill, which I will be dining on some wonderful Italian food in probably the next 15 or 20 minutes. So second week in this area of the country, actually kind of took a road trip last week, flew into Newark, kind of wound my way up through Utica and then headed over to Hartford, Connecticut, and flew out. Saw some of the leaves change, which is great, because when you live in Florida, we have a lot of palm trees, and their color change tends to be green, green, more green, brown, and then they're dead. So it's always nice to see the vibrant colors. That's the one thing I do miss about living in Florida versus living in Georgia. A couple of weeks ago, it was a northwest Florida, southeast Georgia road trip. Drove into uh, Tallahassee, stayed at the Hampton Inn and Suites right off of I-10. This is my normal stop when I'm in Tallahassee. And me being me, I forgot that I was in the heart of FSU country. And in the lobby of the the Hilton there, or the Hampton, there is a giant FSU spear and plaque just begging for some social media pictures. So what do I do? I arrive wearing my Miami Dolphins hurricane shirt. And in the words of Bill Ingvall, Here's your sign. So lunch the next day was in Thomasville, Georgia. Thomasville is one of your typical quaint southern towns, railroad tracks, and businesses that have been around. We had lunch at Henderson's, which has been around for 40 years, probably will be around for another 40 years. The lunch was pork chops, yes, plural, pork chops, a couple of sides, roll, and a drink for less than $15. The chops were absolutely fried to perfection. I can't remember the last time I've had fried pork chops. And actually, the only reason I ordered it was the gentleman I was traveling with ordered it first. I'm like, man, that sounds good. So no need to use a plastic knife or fork at this place. Just grab up the pork chop and start chowing down on it. Coleslaw was really pretty good. Coleslaw is one of those things to me that can be pretty sketchy. You know, sometimes it's just too, as my wife always says, goopy. This was just absolutely seasoned perfect, not too moist, not too dry, so fresh that you could actually taste the pickles that came with a side of baked beans. Also good, but by the time I got to the baked beans, I was just too full and had to tap out. So from Thomasville, we headed kind of east through the southern part of Georgia, and it was about a four-hour road trip through country town after country town, just churches and small businesses dotting the landscape. We were headed into Statesboro, home of the Georgia Southern University and the Screaming Eagles. We actually had one of the uh, Chateau Relaxo residents do a college tour there. It just did not work out for what they were looking for to specialize in. Ended up staying there at a Hampton Inn with about 20 or 30 Swedish Harley Davidson enthusiasts. And they looked very similar to American Harley-Davidson enthusiasts until they started talking with the accent. It was great. Dinner that night was at a place called Locos. And Locos is your 
quintessential college town sports bar. Lots of TVs. I mean, you know, if you look up uh, college town sports bar in the dictionary, there'll be a picture of Locos, I'm sure. And what else do I order at a sports bar but wings? Always delicious. Don't forget that they serve a mean side of french fries with it. And a pretty good craft beer selection. Ended up having a double IPA. And they actually poured it in a 16-ounce glass, which we've talked about in the past. It's tough to find establishments that will pour a double IPA into a 16-ounce glass. But they actually did it. Time for a bit of travel news. Not the crazy travel news. That's next week. But around this time each year, hotels, airlines, and credit cards begin letting us know what their program changes will be for the coming year. So this always brings a mixture of good news and bad news. So on the good news side is the American Express green card, right? So last year you heard me talk about that I downgraded my American Express card and went with the American Express Hilton Honors Ascend card which I think has been renamed since then in the last 12 months. This card gives me roughly up to 12 points per dollar when staying at Hilton Properties. So this is a good bump. You know, every month when I pay the credit card bill, I get a sizable chunk of points that goes into my account. You also get a free yearly Category 5 stay, plus a, you know, that between those two things, the $100 yearly fee, to me, makes sense. You know, what I forgot was that I still had an American Express green card that I just don't use, hadn't used. I don't know why I had two American Express cards at the time, but I did. So last week I get this email. The American Express green card now has new benefits that fit seamlessly into your life, from weekend getaways to week-long retreats. Uh, we invite you to explore these enhanced benefits and experience more on your terms. Your new card will have an annual membership fee of $150, which will become effective at your next renewal date on or after January 1st, 2020. So I think my current green card fee is $100 a year. Maybe it's $125. I really don't know. Some of the benefits, really not bad. You get a $100 statement credit for clear. So if you're not familiar with clear, clear uses your eyes and fingerprints to identify your identity. Helps you to get through security lines faster at airports, stadiums, Hertz, rent a car is now actually using it. So it's not really TSA pre-check, but you can actually use that card to purchase membership and you get $100 in statement credits per calendar year. So that renews each year, which isn't bad. And so clear is about $179 per individual and you can add family members for $50 a year. So the promo is going to cost you roughly $79 for the first year. If you have a friend that already has clear, ask them for a referral code. They should be able to get it to you, and normally that will give you two additional months for free. The only airport for me that clear makes sense on my travel uh, territory is Atlanta because everybody in Atlanta has TSA pre-check. And so what Clear does is actually you walk in, you scan your, your retina, and they escort you to the front of the TSA pre-check line. So it definitely will save you some time with it. That's the only benefit that I see of it is it's going to get you past that big long line at TSA pre-check. Before you sign up for Clear, though, 
It's not in every single airport. I was in Orlando, I think it was last year, maybe even 18 months ago, and they came up and offered me three free months of clear. And he just happened to ask me where I was traveling to. I said New Orleans. And at the time, they did not have clear in New Orleans. They've since changed that, so they're not in every airport. Definitely check to see where you're traveling and make sure it's supported. You also receive a $100 in Lounge Buddy credit. Now, I've never heard of Lounge Buddy, and their tagline is travel can be tough, but grabbing a place to relax couldn't be easier. So earn up to $100 in statement credits annually when you purchase lounge access through Lounge Buddy. Not a bad free perk. I looked on Lounge Buddy's site, and you basically pay for a single visit to some sort of lounge, and the average cost seems to be about $40 a visit. So you're looking at getting about 2.5 free visits. They seem to have partnerships with some sort of, whether it's a minute suite or spa or something at every single airport, so you're not going to have a hard time using it. That being said, I have a Priority Pass membership, which is a direct competitor to Lounge Buddy. And year-to-date, with well over 55 flights, I've yet to step inside a single Priority Pass lounge. So it's up to you. It's a freebie. It just depends if you're one of those people that like to hang out at the airport and pamper yourself. Uh, You get two and a half visits for free per year, so not a bad deal. The other thing that they've done is increased the membership points when it comes to travel, transit, and restaurants to three points, three times points when you're traveling, including transit. So now think about every time you take a tour, a taxi, a ride share, you get three points per dollar. Of course, there's all kinds of exclusions for one is if you visit and establish, this is great, some lawyer had to put this together, but. If you visit an establishment inside an establishment, so picture a casino with a restaurant inside, you only get three times points on the initial establishment and single points per dollar from there on in. Not a bad deal for an extra 25 or 50 bucks, depending on what, what I'm paying right now. I'm sure I'll pay it. I don't know. I may take advantage of Clear just to try it for a year and see if it makes sense for me for 79 bucks. What is that? Five bucks a month. Maybe I'll roll the dice on that. To me, here's where the real value in this offer comes. If you've never had an American Express green card, they do give you a little bit of motivation. And that motivation comes in the form of 30,000 membership reward points after you spend two grand in the first three months. Plus, you get a hundred dollar statement credit for away luggage within the first three months. The 30,000 points for reference, if you cash those points in on something like gift cards, you're going to get about $300 in Home Depot gift cards. Here's one of my tips, and I learned this the hard way one year at Christmas, is don't use American Express reward points to buy American Express gift cards. So that same 30,000 points that gave me $300 in Home Depot gift cards, only gave me about $150 in American Express gift cards. You would think that they would probably do something a little bit better for their own company, but then again, I'm not on their board, so nobody asked me. The Away Luggage offer is not a bad deal. I recently bought their bigger carry-on, and with no discounts, I think I was $245. 
and me being a total idiot, I spent the extra money to have the onboard ejectable battery pack. Wouldn't do that again. But so far, two and a half, three months in, it's a pretty decent piece of luggage. I did not think I was going to like a four-wheel spinner hard-cased bag. But so far, it's been worth it. The only thing I wish I had waited for is if they've recently released their expandable bigger carry-on. And I think if I had waited, I probably would have pulled the trigger on that instead of just the hard shell. So here's a bit of the bad news when it comes to travel and reward programs. Southwest is making it harder to earn the Companion Pass. So at Chateau Relaxo, we've had the Southwest Companion Pass since June of 2018. Pretty much, what is that, a year and four months, five months? Between points in the Companion Pass, we've easily saved $8,000 in family travel. And if you're not familiar with the Companion Pass, it's really simple. Once you achieve it, your companion flies free when you do. Even if you book travel on points, your companion still flies free. Probably one of the best travel deals out there. And here's what even makes it better is that your companion flies free for the remainder of the year that you earn the pass. And then all of the next calendar year. So in the past, here's the bad news. It only took 110,000 points to earn the companion pass. For 2020, that number is going to increase to 125,000 points. If you feel like taking on the Southwest Rapid Rewards card, you will receive 60,000 points if you spend three grand in the first three months. So from there, at that point, it's up to you to come up with the remaining 65,000 points. So what we did at Chateau Relaxo is we actually used that credit card as a debit card. So Every time we purchase grocery, gas, whatever, and it was a pain and it was a chore, is that we would launch the uh, Chase app on our phone, transfer the money, and make, make a payment. So during 2018, we even went as far as using the card for college tuition and paying our tax return. I think we had to pay a fee. We really wanted to nail the card down before summertime. Looking back, I think we did pay some extra dollars to use it for our tax return. A lot of merchants don't like the American Express card because they charge a little bit higher transaction fee. So just keep that in the back of your mind. For reference, I have used the Southwest card for mainly Southwest airfare because it still gives you double points. And right now we're 10 months into the year and I'm only sitting at about 70,000 points. So I'm going to have to really think my, rethink my travel, travel strategy for next year. So here's the full disclaimer. I am not a financial guy at all. My financial planner says that I will be working up to lunchtime on the day that I pass. All of these reward credit cards carry a very hefty interest rate. Most of them are normally 20% and over. You know, after all, these guys are numbers guys. They know that the probability of you paying off your card every month is very slim. They make money when you carry a balance. You get the picture. That's how they fund all these reward programs. Come January, between the American Express green card, which I still have, probably have to rethink that, the Hilton, the Sin card, and the Chase Southwest Premier card, I'll be paying roughly $350 in annual fees. 
you know, it's a solid $200 less than the Platinum card at its yearly $550 membership fee, as they call it. The Platinum card wasn't a bad deal. Right across the board, they give you five times points for most travel. The downside that I didn't like about it was that I had to book through their website. Well, I like booking directly with hotels. I don't like going through an intermediary. So that's probably the downside of that Platinum card. I've been super happy with the American Express Hilton card. If you are interested in the Platinum card, there are some good benefits. You receive a $15 a month in Uber cash, and they throw in an extra $20 during December. So that's going to give you right around $200 in Uber rides each year. You can receive one global entry, which is about $100 statement credit every four years. Get a $100 off hotel uh, credit for qualifying charges. So if you're staying at some of the nice resorts, that's a nice nice perk. You get a $100 Saks Fifth Avenue credit, $50 for the first six months of the year is $50. In the remaining six months, last time I was in six, Saks Fifth Avenue was probably when I was a kid with my mom. You get automatic gold level with most hotel chains. You get a $200, what they call an airline incidental fee credit. You know, this covers things like baggage fees, lounge access, seat selection, things like that. Speaking of lounge access, you'll get some sort of a lounge access with just about any of the airlines if you purchase it with a platinum card. So for the infrequent business traveler, it's probably not a bad bad deal for the 550 bucks. If you're a major business traveler, you've already got gold level with most of the hotel chains, probably not paying a lot of fees to cover seat selections with airlines, and you probably got some kind of lounge access. So you got to kind of weigh that out for yourself. 550 bucks, whether that's that's worth it to you, you've got to come up with that. Let's round out this travel tip podcast with talking about holiday travel. Since Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, short of retail, most businesses typically are closed on Friday. So by default, that makes Wednesday, November 27th, one of the busiest travel days around. Since folks are trying to get with their family, follow that busy day up with the second and third busiest days being the following Saturday and Sunday as folks are trying to get away from their family. (laughs) You know, you're going to hear about it. The news is going to cover it. All the morning talk shows. If you decide to fly on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, it is going to be packed. For me, the best Thanksgiving travel day has to be Monday the 25th. Actually, I'm flying that day traveling. You're three days ahead of the mad rush. You know, not everybody's fortunate enough to have off Monday through Wednesday. Travel will be light on Monday. I've never flown on Thanksgiving. Many people say it's great. A lot less travel, a lot less travelers because everybody already wants to be there. Everybody's got a little bit of a kicked up, kicked back attitude, which is always nice. And I think Southwest gives you free drinks on Thanksgiving Day. Again, not a bad deal. From there, of course, the next big holiday is Christmas. This year is a Wednesday. And this makes it tough to parlay it into a three or four day weekend. Come on. Everybody's thinking that, right? Christmas and Christmas Eve and New Year's and New Year's Eve are on Thursday, Friday. We all start thinking, man, I got four days off. If I had two weeks, five days each week of work, I may end up only having to show up for three days. So it being the middle of the week is going to make it tough this year. 
you know, most folks plan two chunks of travel time each year, the summer being one and then the following being somewhere around that Thanksgiving or Christmas. And since Christmas is midweek, Sunday the 21st is going to be the busy day. As you know, folks are going to cash in those PTO days for Monday, Tuesday, probably take off Wednesday, Thursday. The next busiest day will be Sunday the 29th as people are trying to get home in time for New Year's Eve. And as you would expect, the two best days for travel are going to be Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We've traveled on Christmas Eve. It's not bad if you're not hauling a bunch of presents with you on a flight. It's not a bad gig. Again, everything's just a little bit more kicked back, a little bit more relaxed. When traveling around the holidays, especially those busy times, definitely give you three out, give yourself three hours before your flight. Hopefully by now you have TSA pre-check. If not, plan on removing your shoes and belt. If you're carrying on luggage, even with TSA pre-check, that 311 rule is still in effect, 3.4 ounces or less of liquid. It has to all fit inside one quart-sized clear bag and one bag per person, per passenger. Not every airport actually makes you remove the quart-sized bag, but err on the safe side. Place it somewhere in your luggage where it's easy to get to. I can't remember the last time that MCO has had made me remove any anything from my bags. But you never know with the holidays coming up. Things may uh, may be on a heightened code orange or code red. or, or I'm sure they have a color code for it. If you are like my parents and grandparents and have a triple A card, visit their website. Believe it or not, they really do offer some great discounts when it comes to travel. Check your credit cards as well. You will be surprised at the deals you can find by just digging around on their website. If you plan to visit major destinations around the holidays, everyone else is planning the same thing. I personally will go nowhere near Disney or Universal. It will be a madhouse. But even as packed as it gets in some of these major destinations, there's still a ton of stuff that you can do. If you find yourself in Georgia... The Atlanta Botanical Gardens is absolutely gorgeous. There's about 30 acres right next to Piedmont Park in Midtown Atlanta. Of course, there's Centennial Olympic Park. Visit all the bricks and all the monuments and and memorabilia from the uh, 96 Olympics. The Skyview Ferris Wheel, they've got one just like Orlando does. And, of course, you can't forget the Georgia Aquarium or the World of Coke. They are absolutely Worth going to right next to each other, actually right on the edge of Centennial Park. So you between those three attractions, you can spend the better part of the day. Tennessee is one of my favorite stops, and actually my wife and I, we were talking about it this week, is trying to get back up there and do a little bit more. If you find yourself in Nashville, check out the Glow Nashville, Nashville's brightest Christmas experience, one of the country's tallest Christmas tree a million-plus lights, life-size sculptures, epic ice skating, tubing experiences, just a fun, fun way to spend the day. While you're there, also check out the Gaylord Opryland Resort. They've got three million lights. So we've talked about Gaylord. I've been there several times on business and pleasure. Great, great place. They really do know how to put on a good time. If you're a fan of the Nutcracker, the one in Nashville is supposed to be pretty solid, but plan on spending 100 bucks to see it. So holiday travel really doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, find a destination, then plan around it. You know, if you're planning on a destination where there's going to be the possibility of snow, 
there's also going to be the possibility of flight delays. For me, it's very rare that I ever fly back into town from a vacation the day before I have to show back up at work. I always need to give myself a day to unpack, recoup, focus on the week ahead, and besides that extra 24-hour, it gives me some wiggle room in case of a flight delay. And before I leave, I always talk about drinking local. And so this is kind of local. Tonight, I am enjoying a Yards IPA. They're our signature 7.8 APV, and it's out of Philly, established in 1994. And, of course, their motto is a brew unto others. Well, there you have it. Safe travels, and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.